Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs, challenges, and opportunities HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I am with my lovely, dearest workplace bestie and friend, co-host, Julie Devlin, here I am. Hi, Chess. <laughs> Hi, Jules. I'm back from vacation. Did you miss me? I oh, I missed you. Oh my gosh, did I ever? Did I ever miss you? Did it's I so ever? Full of it, man. I am totally full of it. But you know, no, I, I'm glad you had a nice time on your vacation. Um, uh, I, I well, you. I mean, I guess did you have a nice time on your vacation? I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. I did. Um, the, uh, the, you know what, Jules? Why don't you tell me something good, and then I'll tell something good. <laughs> All right. Um, so for me, my something good, I just spent a lot of time doing uh, something that I absolutely love, which is uh, talking to other sports card collectors about sports cards, Chaz. And um, that's a, another one of my hobbies. I was at the National Sports Card Collector Convention in Atlantic City for the past five days, and it was amazing. So if my voice sounds a little off, it's because I've been doing a lot of talking. Um, and <clears throat> I've lost my voice a few times. Um, but, uh, you know, like like the like the talker i am i i have gotten it back so here i am so julie i'm gonna brag on you for a second because you're kind of a big <laughs> deal in the sports card trading realm okay and i i know you would never say that but like you've been featured in a lot of cool stuff when it comes to sports cards so um obviously we're here not to talk about sports cards oh we can't because i'd yeah, like to that's uh, right no. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist that's what we're doing today. no yeah. i but i definitely would you know reach out to you if there was ever uh, a sports card thing going on because you i mean we've talked a lot about it but you're a big deal in it. So, um, and I, I think I texted you cause I saw a bunch of, uh, Instagram stuff that was going on in the space. And I was like, I love seeing you do what you love on top of this job, which is also what you love. So I'm fortunate enough to work alongside the major players in the industry, the major cool. card companies. So it's yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, so similar, I also got to do something I love uh, this past week. So this, some, my something good was uh, my wife and I, we took our anniversary trip. Uh, I did my absolute best at disconnecting, um, which was awesome. And we really enjoyed it. We we went on a cruise for those cruise lovers out there and went to check out some cool places. And and we just vegged like, yeah. okay, so Jules, I, I know people know that I'm like a tall dude or if they don't, I'm, you know, six, five and I'm pretty outdoorsy. <laughs> I'm not. And my favorite thing was the spa. Like I love a good spa day. Mm-hmm. Ain't afraid to admit it. I'm okay with mm-hmm. Why it. Why would you I'm be afraid to admit it? it. I'm comfortable with it. Spas are for everyone. Spas are for everyone. That's it's, right. It's, it's, it's okay. And it's if so you've fun. never been to one, you're missing out. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go nearly as much as I, I should. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. And I think, I think we could go every day. Like it, it, it would be totally comfortable. I'd be comfortable doing it every day. So anyway, it's not why we're here. Jules, what's the business side of the day? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chaz, I, I know this is going to really excite you because you love these business stats. Um, but. <laughs> Not only do we have one business stat for you, not two business stats, Chaz, but I have three today. I mean, can you handle it? Uh, our, listeners, <laughs> our listeners, if you haven't tuned out yet. Um, <laughs> Why are they uh, listening yeah, to people yeah, talk about yeah. spas? <laughs> right, right. Chaz is going to talk about his spa day. Um, so the business side of the day. So we found a study uh, that it was a survey of about 182 senior managers in a range of different industries. And this study found that 71% of those folks who were, who were asked said that meetings are unproductive and inefficient. Ooh. 64% said meetings come at the expense of deep thinking. 
And only 17% reported that their meetings are generally productive and good uses of the group and individual time. Now that's a, <laughs> that's from HBR.org. It was a university of North Carolina study. So shout um, out, shout out to Molly for finding these for us. Yes, Molly, thank the, you, intern. Molly the intern. Yeah. Molly, the uh, more than the intern. She's Molly awesome. and so much more the intern. That's right. Um, so my, my first thoughts to all of this is we have all experienced every one of these in some form or fashion. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm like, not going to do that because you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so I, I, I think about these and I think um, definitely through COVID we've lost sight on what a productive meeting is. Right. Yeah. But I have something else to say, Chaz. I just thought of something Sorry. that maybe, maybe it'll be brilliant, but I don't know. You know, when we talk about, when we, we know that we have in a uh, listeners uh, from every industry, you know, in the book and yeah, also yeah. companies of different sizes. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there are differences in small companies, large companies, but something that is the same with any, anyone and like any company, no matter employee size is that there are meetings. So this is stuff that, because even if you, if, I mean, if you have two people at a company, you're going to have meetings. Yeah, you have to you have to accept the fact that meetings exist and that you're going to go to some that are great and some that aren't. You yeah, know, okay. I, that was my I'm off my soapbox. Go ahead. Jess. No, I think no, I think that's good because it's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, a meeting of two is considered a meeting, right? And, yeah. and and that's where that's where how do you really define what is needed and what is not needed for a meeting? And that's where it gets kind of tricky. So like take COVID for example, okay. Mm -hmm. Where everything went virtual for, for most companies anyway, everything went virtual for most companies and where it got challenging was collaboration. I mean, there are tons of studies out there that collaboration suffered because you were virtual. It's different than when you're in person. Sure. Um, meetings that were often accepted when you would do brainstorming and, you know, coming up with new stuff. And I think COVID really put a damper on that. So now we have to look back and think, how do we get back to the meeting that's needed versus not needed? Mm-hmm. And and that I think is where it becomes a little bit more challenging. Like what would you do to figure that out? I don't know. But when I think about, I don't know, not, I didn't mean that, <laughs> but what, I'll tell you. But what I think also COVID did was mm-hmm. because we were so socially isolated, we wanted to take more meetings. We mm-hmm. wanted to be connected and have feel that connection to people. But I think that that never has never really stopped. That's the thing right now that, now yeah. that we're very much back in person and, mm-hmm. and all that. I think that, um, when we talk about a meeting versus what's needed and what's not needed, who that's a kind of a loaded question. Um, I mean, it's how do you quantify that, right? I mean, what is the topic? Sure. How how important is the topic? Who needs to be in the room? Why are they in the room? What are they going to contribute? How are you going to ensure that everyone gets their uh, their voice heard? Mm-hmm. Or or how do you ensure that? People don't speak over each other. How do you, I mean, there's so many considerations. We don't think about it. We don't think about. We just go and we just just go. 
We just say, oh, hey, can I set up a meeting? My favorite is when folks don't call it a meeting. They say, hey, can we hop on a call? No, no. You got time to chat. You got time to chat. You get on. There's like seven people. And you're like, oh, hi. Yeah. My my favorite is, do you have have like 15 minutes? No, you don't want 15 of my minutes. You want more than that. Let's just be honest, right? Um, And that's, and you know, I mean, we're not afraid to say it. We have a lot of meetings, Chaz. We do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there, there is, there's nothing wrong with it. So, you know, I think the other thing that's important to know, like you're saying, why, what, like, when do you have a meeting? Is it needed? Is it not needed? Are the personality types on the team? Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So that's really interesting because as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, like what justifies a meeting, right? What justifies it? And when you think about it from a business perspective, um, you know, a change, you're behind deadlines. Um, you know, there's, there's a, some sort of growth or organizational change or shift, um, maybe new product release. Like there, there are genuine reasons and needs for meetings, um, that come with that. But I think to define, like, is it needed or is it not? I think a critical piece of all of this is really knowing your team. So Mm -hmm. the practical element is knowing the personality types, going back to the point that you made with the contributions, if someone's going to be made. And I've been watching a ton of reels recently on like corporate America, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you ever saw the social dilemma and how things track you, you know, I'm like caught up in some of the funny, you know, HR people and memes and stuff that people are posting. It's like, how do you politely decline a meeting, you know? And it's like, well, (laughs) Um, you know, how do you expect, how do you want me to contribute to this meeting? And if it's not something that I'm a good fit for, well, great. Looking forward to seeing the recap on the flip side. I'm like, it would be so much easier just to say, Hey, like you are needed here because I know you, I know how you think. I know your traits and your personality. And thus I know you will be a good contributor in this meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what, so whatever sense? subject is you're talking well, yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So like well, you do not want me to step into a meeting about accounting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what, but, I have a question for you, Chaz. Yeah. What do you consider a successful meeting? <laughs> Just going to put me on the spot. Huh? It is. I, I, I am. Put I'm putting spot. you on the spot. Uh, I think if everyone takes away with something that needs to either be accomplished or a goal in mind. So um, the purpose of a meeting is to achieve a goal. All right. If you aren't, Uh, working towards that or achieving a goal, then in my opinion, it's very, very difficult for me to justify the purpose of that meeting. I think that I I think I I agree with you that purpose of some meetings is to meet a goal. I think Mm -hmm. the purpose of other meetings is to inform. But isn't the goal of a meeting to inform accomplished? If, if, if you share that information and. Oh, oh, uh, I thought you meant the, the top, like the content, like the goal was when you left the meeting, you would have a, okay, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the so listeners, the, I just cleared that up for you. You're welcome. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want, I think you could have taken that two ways. You're good. No, I completely understand mm-hmm. what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, let me ask you this. When, when have you felt a, a meeting is efficient? or effective? Like what are the key things that help you feel that meetings are efficient or effective? (sighs) When, okay. 
here's what I, here's what I feel when a meeting is a, effective. Um, mm. It's when everybody has an opportunity to share their thoughts. Ooh, those who good. want to, yes. it's when the, it's it's when fo- those uh, people aren't forced to be on camera. Now we talk. We're, I'm, t- I'm discussing Zoom meetings now, or like in or uh, virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think in person, it's when people are paying attention, when the subject matter isn't terribly boring. I think that uh, meetings are efficient and effective when uh, time is respected in terms of ending them on time, starting them on time. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's one of my pet peeves, Chaz, um, meetings that, that start run, run over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even when I was in grad school, I had like if the professor would go over like a minute, I'd be really like, Oh, I'd be like off kilter. But, um, it's That's just like, awesome. just kind of one of my things, but I, I you think know, the respective time is very critical. It's a lost art. Like mm-hmm. a, a, the, the respect of someone's time is a lost art. And I'm not saying this impacts me. I think generally speaking, you talk about meetings going over on the flip side, um, meetings starting late for me, like that's a big irritant. And, and the reason is, especially for our HR payroll practitioners, like they are on a crunch all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, could you tell me the last time when you practiced for 17 years where you just got to sit down and had nothing to do? No, there wasn't one day. Exactly. So then let me add 20 meetings or right. whatever, however right. many meetings. And then right. let me show up 15 minutes late. Right. I joke, <laughs> I joke, but I joke with some colleagues. Um, sometimes, uh, some coworkers of ours, Chaz, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. so I had, I had about eight meetings today and now it's time to start working. Yeah. Right. Because, right. because like most of the time the meetings come, come with some sort of work uh-huh. output that's needed at the end of them. Um, but you know, something else that's really uh, something we have to consider I think, you know, when we promote folks to managers or when we promote folks uh, to a role that requires them to be the head of something or the head of leader, a leader of people where they would have to call a meeting. And I challenge the listeners too to ask yourselves this. When's the last time you trained your managers on how to run an effective meeting? Yeah. And, and if you say, oh, well, I've done that. Have you done it for them in person? And then mm-hmm. have you done it for them how to run an efficient online meeting? You know, there are free resources out there that can help. <laughs> I think the cool part about that too, who sets the standard of a good meeting? You know what I mean? I, like if, I think if, it's subjective. I think, I think individuals. Yeah. So because if, Chaz, if, I know, I know that we've been in meetings, you and me, yeah. where you've gotten something out of it and I haven't, and I've gotten something out of it and you haven't. Right. I, I really believe it's subjective. Yeah. And that goes back to, I think our original point is like, if you don't know your team, Right. Or if you don't know the personality types or you don't know the objectives that they're trying to achieve, then they probably don't need to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, and, and that's a really good point. You and I have both been in those meetings where I'm like, okay, like that doesn't really apply to me. And then we try after and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's really good. Here's what I was thinking. Right. You know, and then, and then we take it and it's like, man, I missed that or you missed that. And, and that's where it's really, really important going back to what defines a good meeting and who sets that standard. Because I think about like our operations folks, let me actually, let me, let me, let me do this. When I was in construction, okay. Mm -hmm. We had every morning we had a tailgate meeting. Okay. Every morning we had a tailgate meeting. What's a tailgate meeting? Every morning. <laughs> okay. That's a Every tailgate meeting? Before, yeah. And, and the big thing was it was a big push to say, okay, hey, we're going to be safe today. We're going to abide by you know OSHA guidelines. 
um, you know, tell me what got done yesterday, even though they already knew because you had to hand write a report or you had to put it in some sort of system. They just didn't happen to look at it, you know, whatever it is. Right. But you're talking about a meeting every day that you're paying employees to do to recap what they did the day before. <laughs> and instead of me going and actually doing, doing my job. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, it was ineffective. But it made that manager feel good or that supervisor or that superintendent who was ever on the job site that it made them feel like, oh, this is a part of my job. They checked a box. And I think that's something we often forget about where if you're an individual contributor and you're having too many meetings, you know, that could be fulfilling the manager's purpose or what they feel is being a good manager in their job. So it's right. Yeah. yeah, Consider consider the fact that. A manager is calling meetings, maybe just checking a box for the sake of them to say that they are managing. Meanwhile, yes. if they were managing effect- yes. if they were managing more efficiently and effectively, they wouldn't have to call as many meetings. That's just my opinion. Listen, I know that there are there are nuances at every organization, but I think there are some best practices that that uh, you know some companies companies should consider. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have meeting policies? Uh, you know, is are there are there a certain amount of time that you can't. Uh, go over in terms of meetings. I know at UKG, there was a push uh, a while back, right? To end meetings on the five minutes prior, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, was our CEO, Chris Todd. He was president at the time. And he said, hey, look, he goes, if you need, you need either end at 10 minutes to go in the meeting. So no more of these hour blocks. It needs to be Mm -hmm. 50 or 55. And if you can't get it done in that time, then we need to figure out a better way to, to be more efficient. Yeah, and in our department, Chaz, I know we have some, I guess, what they considered quiet hours or whatever, where um, it's blocks of time where they ask us not to schedule any meetings. I mean, these are, so that way you can do the deep work, the deep thinking. And Mm -hmm. these are things that are not terribly difficult to do. Now, obviously, if we need to meet during those times, we we can. They're not saying you don't have, you you know, you can't, you can't meet. But it's basically more raise awareness, right? Just raising awareness because you run the risk of having this perpetual cycle of, of gaining more work and then not getting anything accomplished. Yeah. I, that's, that's so, so true here. Here's the reality too. It falls on the person to say, no, I don't need that meeting. Now that yeah, I'm not good at that. To, I'm not. Yeah. Good at that. It goes back to culture that goes back to setting boundaries that goes back to, you know, what it takes for you to be accomplished in your job. Where, where I struggle sometimes is, hey, look, like I don't need another meeting if it can be summarized in an email, mm-hmm. right? Now, if I need to talk to you about it, which I <laughs> way more often than you probably care for, Julie, yeah. is, you know, we, we, we throw some ideas down and I pick up the phone and I call you and then we have a discussion, right? So there's the impromptu meetings or the, the pervasiveness of meetings that it's sometimes it's just really hard to step away from. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Chaz, when I knew we were talking about this for this podcast, this episode, I, I actually did a little bit of research because I wanted to sort of brush up on so what the conversation is uh-huh. um, about meetings online. And I came across an article on slack.com uh-huh. and uh, this article talks about uh, the, the types of meetings that everyone needs. And then they talk about the types of meetings that everyone, that nobody needs. So I, yeah. So let me just mentioned a few of these. Briefly. It's going to get thick, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, no, no. So they say the types of meetings that everyone needs, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, is onboarding uh, meetings because when you hire somebody new, that uh-huh. person sort of needs to have that, you know, place to, um, you know, 
feel get acclimated and that yep. kind of thing. And it also a good onboarding process shows that the company cares. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, they they mentioned uh, this article that brainstorm meetings were good. Um, yeah. you know, to get uh, ideas going uh, and and kickoff meetings as well. Um, so you know, kickoff meetings like uh, I guess sales kickoffs and those kind of things. New project, like that, new yeah, new project. Yeah. It gets people into into uh, um you know, in, in, in a different frame of mind. And then also, um, uh, they mentioned that feedback meetings and budgeting meetings were also important. So all of these things you can see, you know, they're productive, right? They yep, would yep. have some kind of outcome where it would be productive. Now, this, this article also discussed types of team meetings your team definitely doesn't need. Yeah. Um, one is status update meetings. Um, Interesting. So it's like a round robin of what people could be working on. It says like, no, like that could be, that could be an email. Yeah. Daily tailgate (laughs) meetings. Yeah. It also mentioned the importance of having an agenda uh, for, for meetings and not just sort of going haphazardly. Um, And then uh, obviously, you know, ensuring that, um, that your meetings are virtual or in person, depending upon which one makes sense. I know, Chaz, I've talked to individuals, friends of mine who have been asked to go back in the office and all of their meetings are virtual. So what is mm-hmm. the point? Well, like, it's, well, a, good <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a fair question. I, I, you know, kind of in that, in that same, you know, route or road or whatever we're driving down here, you got to think about like how your culture is perpetuating the, the subculture of meetings with or without them. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it, it's a, it's a very delicate balance when you have a culture of like, yeah, just throw some time on my calendar and we'll make it work. Throw some or, time. I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, throw, like, click a button. <laughs> or my, 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 is your calendar up to date? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I guess <laughs> yes, it is. And it's packed. Yeah. Right. But it's, a, but it is a delicate balance because no, you want to be available and you want to make sure that your people that you, you're helping, right. Cause people mm-hmm. are coming to you for expertise or advice or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're not, blocking out your calendar for those focus times like we do here, you know, at UKG, which is amazing, you know, it, it makes it very, very difficult, which then leads and contributes to burnout. Like, is it the meeting that's contributing to burnout or is it the fact that we didn't set boundaries or our culture or our org doesn't have a meetings policy or procedure to say, yeah. Hey, look like stop, like just all, stop. All of the above. It's all of yeah. the above. Yeah. So I think what's interesting about this whole topic is meetings could accomplish work being done and meetings also hinder a lot of work being done. What about meetings about the meetings? What about meetings about the meetings? I've had some. Have you ever really? had any? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, So you have yeah. a meeting about the meeting. Let's, yeah. let's meet to debrief about what we met so about. I, so <laughs> I can respect the meeting about the meeting at okay. times. And, okay. and let me tell you why. Because there are people that I've worked with and been a part of um, teams with, et cetera, that if you don't have the meeting about the meeting, it doesn't give them an opportunity to feel like they got their opinion out, going back mm. to what you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're in a larger group, um, you know, before or after whatever the meeting is, and you have the meeting about the meeting, right? If those individuals didn't speak up in the broader meeting before or after, that's a good time for them to unpack what they're feeling. Right. And, yeah. and what they're thinking. And that's beneficial to them. I guess and it's then, also an opportunity for the person running the meeting to go over anything that they forgot. Yes. 
And then there is the flip side of that, where it's just like, you're just done. Like you're just done and you mm-hmm. cannot participate anymore and you don't want to, but because you have this situation where it's like, Hey, can I chat with you for a second? Right. Going back to what you're saying, can I chat with you for a second? Mm-hmm. And you feel obligated because you, you don't want to be um, viewed as not helpful or not right. willing to listen or whatever, which is personal boundary um, or work boundary, whatever it is. Uh, that makes it hard, right? Like yep. that makes it really, really hard. So what I would challenge people who are listening to do is one, block your calendars when you need time to work. That mm-hmm. would be my number one thing. What about you, Jules? Yeah. I mean, I guess we're doing the, what did you learn today? Right? What'd uh, you find your purpose in today? Yeah. What did I find my purpose in yeah. today? <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely block your calendar. Um, utilize AI. Um, there are a lot of programs out there that will uh, spit out uh, to you how much time you're spending in the Viva, how how many collaborators, uh, you collaborated with. Um, I, I know I oftentimes, usually every week I get a message that says, it seems like you have a lot of meetings this week. Would you like to put a focus, focus time? Would you like, I um, I, yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this is technology being used for good. And, Mm um, you know, I think that, um, I, I found my purpose in, 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 we need to make sure that people, that managers and those who are running the meetings understand what's in, entailed and understand yeah. that the perception. And just because you run a meeting doesn't mean that you're managing. Ooh, that's a, that's a really, really good one. I think the other piece of this too is be intentional within your meetings and figure out what people need out of those meetings. Okay. And I get it. It's easier to, to get the whole group together at times and just spew information that may affect me, but not affect Julie or vice versa. I'm just using us as an example. Yeah. 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 But if we, if we, if we know what those people need to accomplish and hear from meetings to help them you know, do their job more efficiently. Um, that would be my biggest thing is we, we miss that because we're, we've been virtual for so long and then we're now slowly getting back or we're back. Uh, we got to take a look at, at how our meetings are being built and, and how we're connecting with people to make sure that the work gets done. But yeah. And also to- allowing people to leave early if you're done early and not having to fill time. <laughs> There's a stigma with that, by the I, way. There's I, a huge stigma with yeah, that. Yeah, I if agree. If you leave the meeting early, well, why did they leave? Because yeah. then they don't have. No, I mean, else but I mean, there. I mean, like, let's say you schedule an hour and you only take up. Oh, I see. Forty-three minutes. It's yeah. okay to give people time back in their life. Yeah, I was I, taking it from the perspective of if you had heard everything because you saw the agenda that applies right. to you and you left, it it's not considered offensive. Well, it's it's interesting, Chaz, because we both called each other out on our uh, vagueness. So hopefully that helps you in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I think we're at the point where we can, I actually have a meeting. So <laughs> I ha- <laughs> you can do this all day. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I actually have a meeting. So. Hey. Close the um, schedules. Anything, anything else to add? I think that's good. I think you can close this out. All right. So a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to like and subscribe and use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. I think so, that's it, Jules. I really Thank do, you all for I listening. I really do have a meeting. Really do. <laughs> <laughs> See you, everybody. Cheers.